Hello. Hey Ben. Episode 117. 117. With Tabitha Croc. Croc, not crack. Yeah, I, I misspoke and said crack when I introduced her in a little bit. So yeah, this was a fun interview today, Ben. What did we talk about? We talked about vans, we talked about nonprofits, we talked about marriage. It was fun. We talked about Hawaii a lot. Hawaii is good. Yeah, lots of cool stuff. We also talked about North Idaho and how cool it actually is versus the uh, best the stereotypes. To eat. Yep. There was lots of good stuff in this and lots of good advice as well. Tabitha is full of good advice for living life the right way. Saying yes, then graduating to saying no. Yeah, that was kind of profound. I like that. She's over here still in the room going, yeah, I said that. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm going to put it on a shirt. Episode 117, Ordinary Extraordinary, here we go. Boom. And he was like, Ugh. and I was like, what is wrong with you? And then I was like, oh, holy shit. That's a big old ring. That's a big old Yes to the ring, you so question oh, it. Oh, I love you, bud. Yeah, can you I'll imagine? take that ring. Yes. I will not can you take imagine? Me. I don't know, I haven't decided. Let me, you're on the fence. Let me just wear the ring for a little bit and see. <laughs> Maybe hit, hit up the pawn shop. I don't like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. We didn't quite get the congratulations on, but I have been recording for a little bit. So we got all the ring talk, but not the, the ring talk. But congratulations. Not the congratulations. So we're with Tabitha and she just got engaged. Wah, wah, wah. And mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You're married, so should I run? Is this a good thing? Well, it depends who you marry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's. Uh, <laughs> that's <it. laughs> Oh, that awkward. <laughs> Don't you live in a van together or something? There's we do. Yeah. So I got questions. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your marital counselor for one of <laughs> yeah. Well, Ben, you want to say hi to everybody? Hi. Do your thing. He's oh, got yeah. this little bit that he wants to do at the start of it. Then I forget. Yeah. yeah. So now we have to Welcome do to it. Extraordinary. My name is Ben Clune. Welcome to what? Welcome to the... I don't even know what I just said. Yeah. Welcome to Ordinary to Extraordinary. Yeah. My name is Ben Clunt, and this is my Scottish friend, Stephen Brown. And we're with my friend, who's now Ben's friend, I guess. Myth, miss. We'll see. Soon to be Jury's Mrs. still we'll out. Jury's we'll still out. <laughs> <laughs> miss, soon to be Mrs. Tabitha Crack. Um, did I say that And it's that Croc. Right? It's Croc. Croc. It's fine. Sorry. Jeez. It's easy. It's German, though, so it's... It's the, double A. Did you so say like soon to be? It's like off instead of ah. Oh. You said soon to be Mrs. Tabitha Crack? Well, it's soon to be Mrs. Bonner. Yeah, I was like, that's her current But is her it a done name. thing to take the name these days? I told him I'm probably going to hyphenate it. <laughs> you right. I was like, mm, I might have to hyphenate He's like, like yeah, you know what? I'm going to hyphenate half that ring then. I'm going to take <laughs> yeah. it back. Half, yeah. No longer a two carat. One. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hyphenate that shit. Yeah. So, Sorry, I'm feeling not spicy making fun, I like but it. There's definitely a joke to be made there about hyphenated croc. Bonner versus Crack Boner. <laughs> so my parents and my brother, they already call him Boner. So Oh no. Yeah, open all the jokes. Gonna, there I'm you just go. Gonna get this unzipped right now. Oh. It's already getting hot in here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna say how I know you. We uh we met at the gym and I can't remember if you asked me about my podcast. Yeah, because I was like, I recognize that face, and there's an accent, and there's not many people around here with this accent. Mm-hmm. And then I said, you have a podcast I follow, I think, and that is how we tra- started talking at the gym. Oh, shit. Yeah. So this is when I was kind of bootlegging out to um, Idaho. When All you Washingtonians were sneaking over. Oh, yeah. Using the gym, using the parks. So Greg, that owns that gym, actually... 
Ben knows him as well. We're, we're buddies. And I just reached out to him and I was like, hey, can I borrow weights? He's like, you can use the gym in Coeur d'Alene if you want. And I was like, even better. Because I'd already had some mm-hmm. of his weights. I was like, I need more. I need bigger weights. So ended up just driving out there and doing the thing out there. But yeah, you. it's funny. There's a few famous people work out in that gym. It's quite interesting. Yeah, um, that comedian guy. Dan Cummins works out there. you say a there. few famous people? Yeah. yeah. Like you're famous or something? Like are you he is. He was, he was insinuating that he's a very famous <laughs> person. Like, well, well, he puts his hoodie up so no one recognizes it's him. Like, What's your buds? Instead of calling, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the I man. I wasn't insinuating. I was <laughs> yes, I am. I was so Dan's there. Mm-hmm. There's two or three NFL former NFL players that come oh. in there. Oh, well. I mean, there is some guys I've, I've questioned. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you. They pull like up the in the really nice cars, and yeah, so I know who they are because I'm. And you're super into sport as well, mm-hmm. but I'm like, looks familiar. Super nice car. Yep. I <laughs> Google who I think this is. So, but yeah, Dan's a Dan's a friend of the podcast we'll call it because he him and his wife came on our podcast yeah um and then he's told me some stories about the same guys we've talked about at that gym the ones that <sighs> don't leave you alone and want to talk about everything bunch of bros um, yeah or older sweet gentlemen oh yeah. very opinionated on politics the old bro <laughs> yeah the trump stickers all over the <laughs> their workout bag and some of them are really nice and some of them are just don't like, leave me way. alone i've got my headphones turned all the way up and i'm going to ignore you so that's you should just pretend you're deaf you're like, going <laughs> yeah or we like yeah i don't speak english you can start saying that oh well i do get that but say it like that in a scottish so just like i don't speak english <laughs> 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 they're like you'd be surprised wait, wait, what how many <laughs> We'll call them uncultured people say, you speak really good English for someone from Scotland. And you're like, "Mm -hmm." you speak any other language? Yeah, you speak really good English from somewhere from a mutt country, basically. (laughs) It's kind of like a backhanded compliment, but then at the same time, you're like, yeah, you're ignorant. So let's uh, give us your story so far. My story? Where should I start? Oh, jeez. The night you were conceived, or morning you wow, were conceived. Wow, that's really... That's we're going to go dark, dark ages. Um, no, so... Where'd you grow up? Oh, so I'm a North Idaho girl. Okay. Through and through, born and raised in North Idaho. What part of North Idaho? Harrison, Idaho. Harrison? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know Harrison? Oh, I do. I'd drink some wine there. One shot like Charlie's. Me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben, one shot Charlie's. You used to work there. a little ice cream place there. Pretty mm-hmm. good little ice cream joint. Boating down there. Spot. It's the, one of the best towns I mean, in North Idaho for sure. It's hard to remember what happened there most of the time when you're Everyone there. says that. They're yeah. like, mm, it's a little foggy in kind Harrison. Kind of blacked out for that weekend. I don't mm-hmm. know what happened in Harrison. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, that's a good time. Yeah, what happens in Harrison? Um, and then I, I went to school, uh, college over Montana, played basketball over there for a little bit, and then got into nonprofit work when I was 23-ish, and then worked for Boys and Girls Clubs, Children's Village, um, and then got into the fitness world for a little bit, teaching classes, those kind of things, and then um, got an opportunity to work for the North Idaho Centennial Trail Foundation. So I'm currently their executive director, um, and then I do public relations on the side, and then started my own podcast this year. North Idaho Centennial Trail Association? Foundation. Foundation. So it's a nonprofit, And then, so obviously Spokane has a Centennial Trail. Coeur d'Alene has a Centennial Trail. We um, take care of from the state line all the way to Higgins Point, which is 23 miles point to point. Um, and so hmm. I do all the fundraising, education, working with the government, working with the uh, city, working with our board of directors. Um, so if a new development comes in, we have to be part of that because our trails going to have to be rerouted or yeah. we have to fight with the city or the government or support. Exactly. Or yeah. 
So, and then I do the fundraising from like Coeur d'Alene Marathon, the Coeur d'Alene Fondo, our big Ales for the Trail event. Um, so that I do the fundraising as well. So how many people are on your team? It's me. I am. The You're the executive director to administration. Mm-hmm. Uh, to sometimes yeah. like payroll, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying myself. So no, it's it's everything. I do everything, and then I have a board of directors, um, which I am very very fortunate. All of my directors are, are my board of directors are fantastic. They help me with anything and everything. So, cool. so I have a great team board for sure. Completely, yeah. Not just the check writing board. Yeah, the ones that are like, oh, we'll just sit up. We just want to hold a seat and put that on our resume that yeah. we're on this board. No, they are there. We're not doing anything. Yeah. Oh, there's so many of those. And usually I'm like, okay, do you really need to be on this board? I need you to get your hands dirty. Yeah. I need you to be a part of this. Um, so, yeah. And then we are doing like a huge economic study right now, too, with the trail. Um, that You know, how many people are on the trail every day and then how much money and revenue we bring into the city. Hmm. So. so that little parks dig earlier you got that close to home you got that it's funny there's that meme of like okay fine you close your border stats we'll close our weed to you then how about that (laughs) oh yeah that's yeah how you still like our weed huh (laughs) 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 oh no we we know never mind come on over come back over we like you we like you so i live right down here in kendall yards Mm -hmm. live right on the front there where the trail is yeah and yesterday was like the tip of the iceberg for me like i've been the 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 rage has been building and I'm not even a <laughs> super angry person <laughs> but I don't think bikes should be on that trail is it that was that one smaller it, it's narrow I mean you've you can get it's probably one car you can get one car on there yeah. and that's it and the reason being I walk two dogs my dog and my buddy's dog because he does 24-hour shifts so I grab mm. the dog and make sure that his dog gets out too and it spooks the crap out of the dog when people fly by and I'm like, I'm okay if you're on like a cruiser and you're just kind of doing like eight miles an hour, but it's the people that think they're in the Tour de France and they fly. There, and there's I'm, rules to this and there's so many yeah, rules to this. One of these days, I'm going to swing a kick and knock them right into the ditch. You and, know, I yeah. have, we have the same problem on our side of the trail too. Um, you know, our speed limit's 15 miles per hour. That's not very fast. That's mm-hmm. super slow. Yep. So if you're wanting to go to the Tour de France, if you're right training for Ironman, Get on the stinking road. So that is actually the rules. Hmm. Be, and then if you are passing someone is, with is dogs. Is that the Centennial Trail as a whole or just yeah, the Yeah, well, I know I know that's a rule too. Like there's, I mean, there's tons of laws with that kind of stuff. And you're actually supposed to warn the person that you're yeah. passing. And say, hey, on your left, coming up on your that's left. That's the time they have headphones on anymore though. Like and then the dog goes in front and then there's a wheel and it's just a mess. So, yeah. Ugh. So, yeah, I'm constantly checking. But one, of the, I got spooked a few times Oh, believe well. me, me too. But yeah, it freaks me out. And I'm like, okay, that's not a family out with young kids on a bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, th- that's, that's what it's, That's what the yeah, trail's for. Yeah. But you've literally got people out there training in their helmets and their pants, and you they can see on your left. Yeah. On your left. Or they don't say anything, and then you're they just whoosh, right next to you. So. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Freak oh. out. Sometimes <laughs> I hear them coming, and I'll go in the middle of the trail, and then they start saying on your left. I'm like, I'm trying to teach you a lesson. Mm-hmm. You need to say on your left. Just don't move. <laughs> I just start doing this, running. <laughs> yeah. So we, we get off Spam on tangents. 15! <laughs> hey, guys! It's like a pace car! <laughs> we, we go way off on tangents. That was just a random oh, yeah, thought. Totally. I That's why ours takes about an the, hour or more. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yours, yeah. Is, yours is quick and easy. And I'm like, let's get to, to this. I have to cut yeah. people off sometimes. I'm like, okay, enough. Let's wrap that up. So let's talk about how did you meet Brandon. Right, Brandon? Brett. 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 What's his last name? Brett Bonner. Brett Bonner. <laughs> you wanted me to say Bonner again. It's actually I, I know, James. I was trying to remember where the Brett first came name is from. James Brett Bonner. James Brett 
Bonner. Mm-hmm. So he goes by Brett, though. Yeah, his dad's James. His grandpa's a James. Okay. How did you guys meet? Vegas. Brett. In a cigar bar in Vegas. And tis the oh, season. Oh, there's a story here. Right? And tis so. the season. I was in Vegas for the WCC tournament. Okay. Watching my Zags. And they lost against St. Mary's. Womp, so this womp, two years womp, ago. Yeah. And so I was really sad. I looked at my girlfriend and I said, you know what? Let's go fun. Let's have some fun. We're in Vegas. I need to find myself a man. Yeah. Smoke a cigar. So we head down to the cigar bar huh. and... We meet these two older gentlemen, really nice guys. They're like, oh, yeah, we have another guy coming to meet us. And I was like, oh, fantastic. I'm expecting another 60-plus-year-old man coming in. No, this tall, dark drink of water, tall, handsome, something like that. (laughs) Southern boy comes in, and I was like, oh, you are not what I was expecting. And then uh, we hung out until 6 in the morning. Vegas will do that. And I was like, we're all out, like, having pizza. And I was like, oh, I got to flight to catch so i gotta go he's like wait what and i was like i gotta go he's like no you and i was like sorry and i right. grabbed his phone put my number in and i said i gotta go and then he's like i don't even know your name <laughs> who are you how am i gonna go through the my true, whole the like, true cinderella story yeah <laughs> um so then we talked for like six weeks and then we met back up in key west and spent a week in key west <laughs> There's Did a you love go for to travel? It sounds like too. Here. Yes, I mean, yes. Did you go to the clothing optional bars? No, we That's did a not. Thing? There's multiple clothing options. We had bars clothing in Key on. West. We were just smoking cigars, and then oh that oh in Key West. No, mm. we we did not. I can't believe I didn't even know hear about this. What? Yeah, Key so West is a great time. I'm telling you what, we've even talked about having our wedding there. Oh, the uh, the name of it. It escapes me right now, but if you look it up on your phone, there's two, but there's one that has two floors. And the bottom floor is just a normal bar, but the second floor that I've been in it, I've seen more old men's penises than I'd like. Um, and it's like that one, nude beach in Hawaii. It's real fun until you get there. Who literally <laughs> yeah, the thought of it. doesn't care, and he's just he's sunbathing, he's getting a drink, he eats his lunch there every day, and when you ask anybody about him, oh, he's a regular, he's here every day. But yeah, clothing optional on the second floor. <laughs> nope, we did not. We did not attend that one. It would be even better if it was like a glass floor, so you wouldn't. Oh no, 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 it's not good. On the second floor. Oh, you certainly don't want to be looking up <laughs> at some of that. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> There'd be a lot of stuff that you do not want to see. <laughs> yeah. Okay, back on track. So you met Brett in Vegas. Six weeks later, you're in Key West. Then somehow he's in Idaho now. Well, yeah, we did long distance for two years and finally moved him up here a couple weeks ago, right before Hawaii. Oh, a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. So does he, does he still work the same job as we're now yeah. there? Yeah, he he's just now in the Pacific Northwest instead of Southern California and um, Nevada and Arizona. Which Sweet. Is, yeah. So what does he do? He's a engineer, still a uh, civil engineer for a steel building company. Sweet. Yeah. Good gig. Right? That is a good you, but you're going to be married to an engineer. You know, I know. Right? They are so nerds. Yeah. It's logical. My kind of Lots people. of research goes into whatever they do. Yeah. I'm and like, I'm go-getter. Like, let's just do it now. He's like, let's think about all the options. I was like, <laughs> yeah. options? No, we got one. Let's do it. 
So that leads in well to buying the van. So you guys have a Mercedes Sprinter van, right? Yes, we do. How long did that take to purchase with him doing all the analytics? Um, and then what, what's the plan with it? Talk about the van. I love the van. Uh, yeah, so it a long time. He did a lot of research, a lot of, but then the right van came up. It was because this guy posted the van on the wrong avenue. Like he posted it. So he posted it on like a limo service where he should have been doing it on like campers and vans oh. because everybody wants one. COVID. Yeah camping getting out and so last may he finally found it and it was like you have to pull the trigger so he bought a ticket to get to jackson hole because that's where it was um at yeah bought it there and drove it up to idaho and we had it there and we started putting it together and then july the end of july we took our first trip and so we went all the way to alabama to see his family so so his folks are in alabama yeah and so he's a southern boy but yeah it was i mean it has been the most amazing we did like a basic like uh, bed we got this huge king size bed um from it's in that thing so it's an extra tall extended so it's huge because he's a tall guy so he had to have it like he can't he's like i don't want to stand yeah. and hunch over cooking breakfast it's like me on a traditional thing you're like this is really fun i so love being six foot four <laughs> and then and you have back problems and you're just like which you already have when you're six foot four so exactly it's like, let's just add on to that that sounds like so yeah he's six fun. three same thing he was yeah. like i want to enjoy this van so he but we bought this bed for it and what was really cool is that it was like one of those memory foam beds yeah, yeah. and we cut it with one of those turkey cutters you know like the <laughs> yeah and we cut it to the size so we can't it was too small for a queen but too big for king so we needed something in between so you got a king and then cut it to the right size <laughs> and it, it was like butter it just went straight line that's awesome it was awesome so then we built the bed and then we have like a little kitchen thing to it um and kind of makeshift it for because we wanted to go really is that bad. a murphy bed yeah, is that what you and call so that? like, well, he up? no, he did it like a whole thing can go up. So like oh. the whole bed can go up and be and like we wanted to put bikes in or if we wanted to put kayaks in I there. I have to see how that works. How do you get a engineers? I'll tell you what it took a long time for him to figure it out how and well, just from a space constraint standpoint, like how do you? It doesn't go like all, but it goes enough so you could put like you could put like a four wheeler in there if you wanted to. Oh wow! That's yeah. Cool. I've seen pictures. Did you drive it today? No, I should have. What the heck? Next time. I'll bring it in. Tour the Just go. tour the bus. In a van down by the river. Oh yes, yeah. we are those people. And so it's really it's just been a cool experience. And well, then even we, your shirt. Like this let's one. Get lost and then it on the back it actually it, has my Instagram handle for oh our van. God. We have an Instagram handle. What is the Instagram handle? Uh, for two the traveling van? hippies. So are you, I, okay, I did see that. Are you guys like hippie? I wouldn't think an engineer from the South would be defined as a hippie. Oh, wait until you meet him. He is. He's like the exact the exact opposite of what you would think of someone from the South. <laughs> see, I think what you're doing there is you're applying political connotations to the word hippie, and I think yeah, that that that's not accurate in today's age. I think maybe ten years ago, twenty years beyond ten mm-hmm. years ago, maybe. But what do you call it when you it's just like not, um, you know, leaving that carbon footprint? You know, we're trying more to. Granola. Yeah. And so we, we, we love living from the road. Like mm-hmm. we love that we can go to the national park and there's this really cool app. So if anyone's listening and they're into like traveling in their car, in their van, there is an app. There's a couple apps out now that you can go and click on them. I Overlander. Yeah. That told you it's a big guy. Big and whoo. I tried to call her Big Bertha. Brett didn't like that, so we have to I get like because it's not your traditional Mercedes Sprinter. No, because it's got the double doors. So yeah, that's so that's yeah, what they that's... did. They had like a limo service. Yeah, so they have like bus legit. doors. Yeah, I like that. 
That works even better. Yes, yeah. Huge. And so, you know, it's iOverlander, and you can click on this, and it'll tell you where any free camping is. I mean, some of the places we have stayed for free are some of the most gorgeous places. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, we've stayed at these little lakes in Texas or in Jackson Hole. We stayed places for free in Seriously? Jackson Hole. Like, Right next to rivers and little lakes and streams and just it's just gorgeous. One of my colleagues is going on a month long road trip with his family and their trailer. I'll have to tell him about that app. Because yeah. they're going down oh, like then, yeah. Zion and like that's Tahoe. Ex- yep, that's kinda what we did too. So um, definitely tell him about the app because it was a lifesaver. And it'll tell you like What was the app name again? I Overlander. I Overlander. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and then I and it has GPS, Overlander. so like if you don't have service, you can actually still see like Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so it's like, like stores it or something, maybe. Yeah, and there's even like the Walmart parking lots on there. Or, huh. yeah, or there's like a little lake and I'll tell you, you can camp this side for free or you can pay 15 bucks in here. Huh. If you need a shower, you can go over this area. Like, it's just awesome. Sweet. So, have you completely cut the cord now and you don't have a house or you've still. We have got- a house. We have okay. a little apartment. Um, he just sold his house in Southern California. And so we have my little studio, but, um, you know. The reason he wanted the van was for ski trips. The reason I wanted the van is for like hiking in the summertime. So we definitely opposite in that way, but we're both skiers and hikers. And oh, so that just makes it, it means it'll get used year round then. Exactly. Which is pretty sweet. Exactly. I freaking love it. I, I do too. I want a Sprinter van so bad. I think. I just mi- tell anyone, just do it. You will never regret it. If you have like the little, like it twinkles your heart and your soul just feels so excited. Mm-hmm. Do it. It is one of the best things you'll ever do. I think it'd be a blast. Our neighbors have one like yours, mm-hmm. smaller version, little, yeah. like built to be. Mm-hmm. Like I think they're older, so it's like built to be. Did they have the theirs built before? Yeah, I think they had it Those built, awesome. or they bought one that was built out. Like, and it's just black. Everything on it is black. Like the cool. whole thing is murdered out. <laughs> and they're like sixty dollars. Yeah, Ooh, they I like get it. in it, and they have they halt to haul a black trailer behind it with a little side by side. Dang, these people are cool. Yeah, and then they get in their Tesla, and they're going to ride, and it's like, I feel so lame. Hey. You get get my LeBaron convertible. (laughs) (laughs) There's companies that that's their entire business model building these out, but there's also people that put lifts on them and leveling kits, and it's like, I mean, they're badass. There's so much you can do just to make them practical for what you want to do, going skiing and all the rest of it. We just put an awning on ours so that you technically are getting more square footage because now that during the summer, now that we can open Mm -hmm. the awning, put our table out there, eat out there. Did you put solar on the roof? Mm -hmm. You did. Cool. Yep, just put that on there. Now the electricity part, put it all together. Uh, My dad's an electrician, so he's going to help us finish all that stuff, so... Yeah. That's pretty sweet. I want to see this thing in person. We need some interior, more interior picks. I need a floor plan, a layout. I'm sure your engineer husband has all that. Oh, all he schematics. sure does. Yeah. So I'm if you want sure. those, he has yeah. the full layout for electricity. And so how long were you guys on the road for? Um, that one was a 12-day trip. Um, we've done a 10-day trip. And then we've done some small stuff, too. So. Okay. 12 days is a long time to be in a small space together. It is. How did we that did, work out? As soon as we got to our – it was great. Like, that's who I knew I really, like, liked him. You know, I was like, I can spend this much time in this small of a space yeah. with you and not want to, like, punch you in the throat. Yeah. We're At least good. not all the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's moments. So you, but, like, for the most part, I was like, we just work well together. So it was just, like, awesome. The whole experience was awesome. And so I was like, mm, this is really cool. Well, I like it. That's pretty sweet. So. Ten yeah. minutes into those kinds of trips, I make a joke and everybody wants to punch me in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question, because I am married with kids, right? I'm saying I'm always, and kids throw a kink in the chain for this yes, type of stuff. 
So it's like, do you guys want kids? Um, I, I, I ask the personal question. I know. So I love I'm it. You go, I mean, it's one, like, one of those people ah! that, like, if it happens, it happens. We're just, okay. you know, we're yeah. just not going to put, I never want to put pressure on something like that because yeah. no, I have too I many it. friends that are going through, like, in vitro and IVF and all this stuff, and they put pressure on this stuff, totally. and they stop worrying about it, and they get pregnant. So yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to stress about it, you yeah. know? You I think his mother is. His mother is like, okay, the ring's on the finger. Where's the babies? Because my mom grandma's man already has grandkids, so she's good. But his mom has none, so she's like, (laughs) exactly. And so, and then his sister just got married this weekend to another woman, so they don't know if they're gonna have kids. So it's kind of one of those things that I think she's like, tap the Brett. (laughs) So they're not intentionally pulling the goalie, but maybe. Yes. Well, as we were saying, you're not, you're not, not trying. That's good. Not, not. <laughs> so I want to go another. Wait, like, so it's a little confusing. <laughs> I know. I had to think. We had that. friends that when they were trying, this is an inappropriate statement. So just bear with me. So I like your guys' this podcast. Is, it was like, they're like, yeah, we went from the pull and pray method to the stay and pray method. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. So where I come from, we call it the rhythm method. I was a Catholic. Yeah, Catholic. Still Catholic, yeah. So they call it the rhythm method. And there's a there's a comedian Billy Connolly. I just posted about him. I got his book, and he always used to joke. He's like, only a priest could come up with that at the point of ejaculation withdraw. And he's he's on stage, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh really, Father? Let me tell you something. At the point of ejaculation, I heard a wild horses can't make my arse go backwards. <laughs> <laughs> And this is why we have an E next to our... (laughs) A big old E. Did you ever hear about the first time we tried to get the podcast on? Yeah, he he was telling me about that. And and he's like, like, I have have some words of advice for you when you're posting podcasts. If you do anything with any kind of risky stuff. I was like, good point. Even, I think it was only, we always said was ass as well. I called you an asshole, I think. And it made it explicit. It wasn't even that bad. You get that? People call each other assholes at 8 o'clock on TV these days. So, yeah. <laughs> since since we're talking about explicit and getting down and down. But you could say since we're talking about assholes. <laughs> I was like, here we go. Well, assholes too, yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned you've got a great board. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about this a little bit when I came and visited with you on your podcast. Um, the nonprofit space. You've got a clear goal, a clear vision, mm-hmm. something that actually needs funds raised for it, yeah. right? But the non-profit space in general, people automatically, when something gets a non-profit designation, they assume it's ethical. Mm-hmm. Talk about that and what you've done in the non-profit space. Because, I mean, everything you do is wonderful, but there's obviously some non-profits that don't have the best oh, yeah. goals and the best well, people involved. I mean, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but like in the news in general, you hear about scandals in non-profits all mm-hmm. the time. And like when I talk to my board... I said, hey, I want to be hands-off of the money. Like, I don't want to actually be touching the money. I want it to go through a bookkeeper. I want it to go through a treasurer. I don't want you guys to ever question where this money is going or who I'm writing checks to. Like, I don't want to have any questions. Like, I want you guys to approve it because, unfortunately, and you heard that huge thing that happened not too long ago with that woman that with the – they were stealing from the nonprofit, and that was in Coeur d'Alene area. I mean, there's so many – people out there that are doing some bad things and like how um, I went to us training uh, pretty much talking to nonprofits and how you can easily go you know what I work extra hard I can I can hand, hand have a little bit exactly it's easy yeah. to justify because you are working for a nonprofit so you are take putting in the time you're not getting paid for you know there's extra time I don't I mean I work over what I should be working but a lot of people 
deal with that. And then there's some smaller nonprofits that you are like, what do you actually even do? You know what I mean? Like when you see Boys and Girls Club, you know that nonprofit is working hard and they need that money. And you see Children's Village where there's uh, out, and that's when I used to work for, and that was homeless kids. That was kids that like were going through, parents were going through drug addiction mm-hmm. and they literally had no home. And every cent actually went to those kids. And then same with the Centennial Trail. We are seal coating the trail and we're putting in new signs and safety things and, you know, having to repave stuff or take things out. But like you said, there there's so many other, I mean, before COVID there was, gosh, I want to say 1,200 nonprofits in Kootenai County. Mm-hmm. I mean, ridiculous, and you don't even know what they are, and they're raising money and things like that, and it's so easily happened. Now that there's GoFundMe and all these other things, you kind of have to be careful on where who's selling who's selling you that story, and is that the money really going to that person or that nonprofit or to that you know those things? But yeah, it's something unfortunately happens yeah, all the time. Vegan awareness and bullshit like that. It's like, vegan okay, just be vegan or don't be vegan. Why do you need a charity for that? Why got to pick up the vegans? I've been critical of the non-profit space for a long time. Not all non-profits. I just think that the the criterion to be a non-profit is so loose and so many people do Oh, it. you just have to, fi- you just have to file yeah. for a 501c1. 501c3. There we go. Words are hard sometimes, but... I agree. Or numbers or letters or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's really yeah. easy. If you tomorrow wanted to go, you know what? I'm going to start a nonprofit for, um, you know. Financial advisors. Financial advisors. Yeah, and you could really go around and find a way to do something. Maybe it's financial advisors that have kids that are at risk youth or yeah. whatever it could be. Like you can really find a way. And there is. And you just have to have like a board of directors. That's it. Yeah. I've actually like had it. people, including former um, romantic interests, whether they worked for this non these nonprofits or just supported them, yeah, they would tell me about it. And I want to support things that people you're interested yeah, in yeah. supporting, right? But I go to GuideStar, which is a great guidestar.org. It's a great site. Mm-hmm. You can pay for it. And I had a paid subscription from when I was in the nonprofit space working in soccer. So I went and looked at some of these things that this these different actually there was multiple that these multiple people supported. And I'm like, well, do you know that their overhead is this and their CEO has an expense budget of this and that? And I'm like, I'm not saying that they're not doing good things. I'm just saying that I look at that and I'm like, okay, so I give you $100 and 70 of it gets to where I want it to go to. Why don't I go and give directly to someone who's... Exactly. And and that's kind of, I don't know that that awareness is out there. And I wish that that kind of awareness was out there. And when you dilute down the amount of non-profits... People feel like they're getting hit up all the time. So oh. I just want stricter criteria. And exactly. And then one of the things I do is I never ask someone, like a big corporation or, or someone I know, I'm not going to ask someone, like I know I know a lot of the big influencers are in our community. I'm not going to go ask this one guy for money when I know he supports children and children, you know, Boys and Girls Club and maybe the education. I'm not going to go ask him for money because he doesn't care about the North Edison Centennial yeah. Trail. Maybe it's bringing in revenue to his business, but he doesn't care. That's not mm-hmm. what he's passionate about. So I think nonprofits think that everyone needs to give them money. And that's another thing that, especially North Idaho, everyone thinks that like there's only a certain amount of money out there and they're all fighting for it. And they don't realize there's so much other money out there nationally, locally, all those kind of things. So people, it gets very like cutthroat sometimes. So I would imagine in your case, you could just go over to Gaza and be like, hey, the Centennial Trail, give us $5,000 and you need a t-shirt. And you'd be like, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, or I'm like, hey, I'll put your logo right on the trail at mile marker seven and you give me this money. And that's the part that they love because they get to, you know, well, or the restaurants yeah. that are right off the trail. Call it advertising. Well, mm-hmm. 
to your point, when people want to kind of put their arms around things, no, this is mine and this is only a certain amount. Yeah. Very few people are able to think creatively there. So like exactly. for you, you talked about the Boys and Girls Club. You can have the Boys and Girls Club be patrons of the Centennial mm-hmm. Trail. Like, hey, we're going to have a day that it's just you guys. And then by association, yeah. you get that connection. Partnership, people might, huge. People might then go, okay, I'm still going to give to them, but I'm also going to give to them because they use that. And there's a way, there's a creative way for people to work together oh, and so not true. compete, right? You can com- well, a lot of compete them, in better. some places. Yeah. I mean, like, you feed into each other's ideas, right? And expand upon oh, the, yeah. the whole oh, blueprint I mean, of it. Exactly. Or you do a fundraiser together. You do something like that yeah. supporting both of you. And then, then you, not only what I love about those kind of things is then you create awareness. Then you're mm-hmm. educating people. You're like, oh, because my problem I run into is everyone's like, oh, the trail. It goes through the city. It goes to the government. Government pays for it. It came from tax de- dollars. No, it didn't. It's none of its tax dollars. It's all hmm. nonprofit. And then we do get some, like, state funding when, like, they have to deal with some of the stuff with the trail. But it's, you know, mostly... Well, it's a revenue source for them in a way because, right, people are going to come down, ride the trail, grab coffee and lunch. And exactly. Like, it's one another thing that brings people to... Exactly. And that's some of my sponsors are small businesses because they know, like, uh, Wellness Bar. They're yeah. one of my sponsors because they're, like, people ride their bikes yeah. off the trail and they so come to the wellness bar. I know that they're going to come and run the marathon um, in May, but they're also going to go to the wellness bar because they're healthy athletes and they're going to want totally. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So they think outside the box like, oh, this is where my marketing money should go. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Okay, so you've been in the nonprofit world since you were 23 years old, I think. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. so like almost right out of school, maybe yeah. something in between. Yeah. But I don't know how old you are now, but I'm not going to ask. You know, so a little over 10 years or so, whatever. <laughs> so you've been in the nonprofit space for, for a little bit. Just a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. And it sounds like you stuck almost exclusively to nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Why? You know, I wish, I wish, so this is my, my fiance and I have issue. He's like, you're so good at this stuff. You should think about actually making money. Like, I make <laughs> money, but he's like, you have these talents. You run these fundraisers. You're really good at, like, networking, and you have this great ability. But my heart just loves nonprofits. Like, unfortunately, fortunately, if you're in the nonprofit se- sector and you're there for the right reasons, you're not there for the money. You're yeah. there to see your community grow. You're there to see your community come better. And Coeur d'Alene, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but Coeur d'Alene is growing crazy. Like, I can't afford a house there right now. And it's just going to keep growing. So what's going to be there the whole time is the North Idaho Centennial Trail. And I get to help advocate and be a part of that. And the same when I worked with kids. Like, I want the kids to succeed in North Idaho. I don't want those kids to fail. And so it's kind of those things is like, I actually want to see a better world. Yeah, I like it. Good answer. Yeah, that is a good answer. But you also, you you said you do like, uh, uh, sorry, public relations on the side. Right? Yeah, so you're doing yeah. consultancy stuff mm-hmm. as well. Oh, so. there's the four. There yeah, I oh. gotta make money some. I gotta yeah. hustle somehow. Yeah, because nonprofits. The, these Mercedes the right No, yeah, I got a lot of work to do on that thing. Don't pay a lot. Um, all right, no. podcast keeping tabs. Right. Mm-hmm. I wish we had an amazing name like that, like swear words with Steven or busting balls with Ben. We don't have anything <laughs> like that. Busting balls with Ben. Ordinary to extraordinary. Yeah. Busting balls with Steven and Ben or whatever we said. Two questions. Why did you start a podcast and where did the name come from? So I started the podcast because this pandemic made us sit at home. And I was like, (laughs) 
I, my job is to meet with the community and to build new relationships. I'm like, uh, what am I going to do? So I stole an idea from Jeff Conroy. I don't know if you guys know who Jeff Conroy is. He's a phenomenal, used to be a nonprofit leader. Now he's a consultant and he is amazing. And he was doing these quick little videos with different people. And I was like, Jeff, I'm going to steal this idea because this is great. Not only do I get to reconnect with you over video and interview and just talk to you. They kept them under 10 minutes. They were just quick, quick little things. What's your message? What are you doing? How is this pandemic affecting you? And then I'd post them. So not only am I connecting or reconnecting with people, or even I reached out to new people I've never even met. And now I'm doing PR for one guy I just reached out to. And so, like, I also got to, like, introduce them to my PR stuff. But then also I got to show the world, like, you know, or a little North Idaho, Pacific Northwest. I got to show people, like, hey, this guy is a consultant, too. Or this person runs a nonprofit, or this person does this, or this person, whatever it may be. So I only, I'm not only helping myself, I'm getting to help people and showcase these great people. And so that's why I did it. And then I was like, I'm going to start a podcast because I get to share the story of you. Like I got to interview Steven. I like get to share his story and so many more people got to meet you without you even knowing. And someone's going to say, oh, I saw you on tab this podcast. And now you have this new connection, and maybe a business could come from it, mm-hmm. or a friendship from come. And so the connecting maybe a people, cute girl, you know, I or just... maybe he's single, girl, ladies. So <laughs> still, <laughs> chronically. oh yeah, chronically, uh-huh. chronically single. Not he's not upset about it or anything like that. He just weeps not at even night. a little bit. Yeah. I can run an ad on my Instagram and like say, "Hey, ladies, maybe I can do that. I can start my oh, own dating podcast. That could be fun. This could be fun, actually. That could be fun. Like, like The Bachelor, keeping tabs. <laughs> the Bachelor, <laughs> Stephen Brown edition. You got to say it in like a Scottish accent. Yeah, I, I wish I had the accent thing down, but it would not. But so my name, the name, keeping tabs. I put up on my Instagram, and I had people just tell me their ideas. Um, I had Tuesday talks with Tabitha. I had a couple other little funny ones, but our friend, Cassidy Brown. Bones. Bones. Brown? Brown? Bones. Sorry, Cassidy, if you're listening. Sorry, Cassidy. Uh, Brown? I wouldn't project that on you. Goodness. (laughs) I've been traveling for a long time. This is my first time. It's okay. But anyways. She'll forgive you. She will. She loves me. Cassidy Bones, um, she wrote, how about keeping tabs? And I was like, what? That is genius. That is perfect. And so I did a poll between my two, top two favorite, and everyone was like, you have to do keeping tabs. It's great. Yeah. It's funny. When you walked in today, Jake, my colleague up front, you know, we're in the entrance of the office, and he saw you, and then you went off the bathroom. He's like, is that keeping tabs? Ooh, <laughs> like, I love that. that. little dance move with it. I was like, Please, so everyone cool. listening, you can only say tabs. my name like that with a little shimmy. Yeah, yeah you got to get the arm shake, shimmy, hip yeah. swag going he, he's on. He's got a little hitch in his step today. He seems pretty, pretty Zach's gassed one. about something. Oh, Zach's yeah. one. Zach's one. We were all eating lunch watching the Zag, so. I know. Yeah. What was the score? Yeah. today? Final score? Mm-hmm. I had 87-71? Yeah. Oh, so it was closer than the yeah. first game, at least. Mm-hmm. That first game was a bloodbath. Well, and Oklahoma came out just gun Ready. blazing. And they played great. Like, holy crap, They played great. They played yeah, great they the did. whole entire game. It's just Gonzaga played great, too. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, Gonzaga usually plays, like, the first half of the second half of a game. Like, yeah. They love to come yeah. out, like, at the end and be like, oh, just kidding. We're yeah. going to win this. And just, like, <laughs> yeah. gut punch you and start running away. Yep. Mm-hmm. But well, right now, they're, like um, Gonzaga's good is better than anybody else's best. Right? They're just, they're so good mm-hmm. right now. So fundamental. I love fundamental effortless. teams. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, the podcast. What was my question? 
while you're thinking, okay, you, you can write it down when you come to it. Let's, let's have you there. so as a previous guest of ours Tyler Alvarado from Continuous Composites yeah. have you had him on your podcast Tyler, yet? No. Alvarado no I had Tyler um, Lafferty yeah yep. Lafferty on there he's yeah. fantastic so Tyler Alvarado is somebody you need to plug into that I would love to so they're, they're just one street back from the main street oh um, and what but, does he do? Continuous uh, composites. They do printing with three D printing with fiber. Yeah. Oh, cool! Amazing stuff. Like we're to, so I've said this before. They're, they're right they're, on. They're going to end up. Is the yeah. Yeah. They're going to be a. I know company. exactly who yeah, you're talking about. Like the old railroad. Right by the old railroad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. I peeked in before because our windows are big. That's going to be a billion dollar company, and it's based in downtown Coraline. So take that to the bank, <laughs> figuratively. You've got to have that is him not on. to be construed as investment advice. No, no. Compliance. He can't give inv- But I'm telling you, it's going to be a billion dollar company. The things they're doing and what they can do and what they're developing and the the stuff that they own, the patents, you've got to speak to him and have him on. I'm in. You're going to have tech geeks. You're, yeah, that's your, your what I've all, I follow their stuff. Yeah. Yeah, your fiance is going to look at this as an engineer and he's oh, going to be like, oh yeah. my sweet lord. He will pee his pants. He will pee. His They're doing amazing things. I'll let you know if he does. Yeah. I will let you. We're gonna video him. Okay. What do you is think? What do you think? Is he peeing? Yeah, I was excited. Oh, that's a wet spot. That's a wet spot. But Ben knows him. Ben Ben spends time at the lake with him, and he's just solid dude. Oh, Great awesome. Great company, right there in Coeur d'Alene, and that was just the thought I had as yeah, you were good talking people. about. Good that's what people. I love about Coeur d'Alene. We're just getting all these amazing people. You guys got a good startup culture there, too. Wow. Really like cool having culture. that whole community downtown is just, there's some cool stuff. So that leads into someone else I've got. Sorry, Ben, I'm jumping the gun. I know. Good Lord. Um, Why don't you talk some more? I've literally got someone here that says, <laughs> dispel the myths about North Idaho. Rednecks at crazy, you know, Randy Weaver and... Hey, All I, that those stuff. are some of those are my family. Yeah. So just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just <laughs> let's be careful. I'm probably related to them. Yeah. For anybody that doesn't know, Randy Weaver's the guy from Ruby Ridge. But talk about what. Well, you, you're involved. Most people in don't know what one, Ruby Ridge is, buddy. <laughs> dispel some of the myths about North Idaho, specifically Coeur d'Alene, Harrison, Sandpoint. Well, I mean the the obvious one that we always had. I don't know. Coming from Idaho, when the first thing you said, I'm from North Idaho. And they're like, oh, that's where the KKK is. And I was like, oh, no, that's not. I mean, obviously, way back when, my mom's a police officer in North Idaho. And so, in Coeur d'Alene. And so, she actually was, like, when they used to have those parades and stuff, they had to be on the SWAT. Like, she was on SWAT team. That was only, like, 10 years ago. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, it it just, I mean, they left finally. They still have a small group. They, all the cops know when they come to an event. They, like, watch. They're like, hey, these people are here. Just keep an eye on them. Because they, I mean, we still have a small group, but luckily most everyone moved away. Um, And North Idaho, this is what I, I love North Idaho, but then I hate, I don't hate, I just strongly dislike that when new people come in, everyone's so negative. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're from California. You're from Washington. (sighs) But we do have a lot of great people moving in that are bringing in some really good things. But... I say the biggest myth, gosh, I don't even know what our biggest myth is. It'd probably be like everyone thinks the KKK or... <laughs> or you're a bunch of uneducated backwoods. Yeah. Like... Podunk, Trump-loving. Bon- yeah, everyone runs a Trump. Yep. Yeah. Don't Shh. tread on me. Gun rack in the back of the truck. When they're just really hardworking, amazing people yeah. in North mm-hmm. Idaho. And oh. I, I mean, I was born and raised. Like, born and raised. Harrison. I was born in Kellogg, Idaho. The Silver Valley. And so, I mean... Born in Kellogg, oh. I know. 
I don't say it usually tell people that, but yeah. you said you grew up in Harrison. I did. Yeah, grew up. That's where I grew up was in Harrison. So well, and you, I think a, a pretty good example is that we're having this conversation about the red redneck Idaho, but then we're talking about a three D printing company. Yeah, about, right. That prints fiber out of Coeur d'Alene. That's Coeur d'Alene. Like, I mean, we have a small okay. population still. Well, and you look at it too. It's like. Obviously, people are going there. Look at Gazer, Black Rock, Rock Creek. Mm-hmm. Like you have some of the best, most affluent <laughs> retreats for like wealthy people, and so there's a reason. Like it's a beautiful exactly. Spot. And what what's really sad though is like I I mean I went to a small I graduated with 30 kids, and all of like the school I went to school at, and all the schools we used to play in sports, they're all like kind of dying off. Like all hmm. those small schools have five kids in them. Five kids in a class, ten kids in a class. I mean, that's like a lot of them, unless it's like, you know, the charter school. Which isn't sustainable. I mean, it's yeah. very, I mean, because what, what do you do? Like, a lot of, like, my generation is moving away. Like, our parents yeah. were born and raised and stayed there and had their kids here. Well, then my whole generation is like, oh, we're going to move out. We're going to go do other things. Going and so that's like, exactly. So um, that's the biggest thing. It's like, it is really hard to see some of these small little town mm-hmm. schools and, like, kind of, like, dying mm-hmm. off, you know? Yeah, I bet you there's a resurgence to some degree. To the, I mean, like with this COVID, like you look at people and they're talking about how the outer lying areas are really the ones that are going to be positively affected. Oh yeah, in the you know big city, Seattle, New York, LA mm-hmm. type, like Exodus. Yeah, my grandma um, sells real estate in St. Mary's area, and she said the people buying just random pieces of property and putting like a RV on it and calling it home. Because people are like, I can work from there as long as I can get totally. Wi-Fi. And I'm going to build a house there eventually. Mm-hmm. Elon, Musk, place, Elon so. Musk is changing that game with the Starlink thing. You're going to be able to get low latency, high speed internet anywhere on Earth. Yeah, which is sweet. With Starlink, you're gonna you're gonna have high speed wait. connectivity when you're in the Grand Canyon oh. in your van. Because I need, I need that. I need, well, especially if you're working from the van. That's <laughs> know, what we absolutely. were. We're like trying to, we have to go find little places so we can work because we both have to work. So I was wondering, I thought you were doing like a Zoom. So I was like, is that the van door? Sometimes the I do. Mm-hmm. Like I have my neon tabs sign. Lit up. Yeah, and then like, sometimes I have my tapestry in the van. Okay. There comes my hippie I was wondering. Side. I was like, mm-hmm. does he just have to go sit up? <laughs> go sit Actually, I'm like, if you're, if you're not going to be quiet, you have to get out of the van. Yeah. Brent, out. Why <laughs> haven't you bought me an ordinary to extraordinary neon sign? This got awkward. I, <laughs> I, I want one. I want an ordinary to extraordinary neon sign. Well, last I, not last I knew you were a grown-ass man with your own money. <laughs> Brett bought me one, one, so. Yeah. Yeah, well, he, he did call me podcast husband. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, woman, go buy your own sign. Did I tell you about that, or did you just hear that today when you were listening? You to told me about that, and then oh, I heard it again. Yeah, I think I gave you the heads up. I was like, just so you know, I think I just referred to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So then there's that. Like, okay, well, thanks. But someone, it's not going to create any questions. Someone else had watched it, and they were like, that's perfect. That's well, perfect. <laughs> well. I said, I'm glad you called me the husband, at least, then. then, then. Dude, it's and 2021. It's 2021. We can both be husbands, Okay. <laughs> you look so disturbed right now. Work. <laughs> All right, now we're thinking too in depth. <laughs> He's like, "How is this going to work?" Yeah. Did you remember what you were going to ask yet? Did no, you write it down? No, I didn't. You I just didn't. lost your train of thought and I, never I, found I your way back. I huh? did. But there was a question that she asked you on the podcast that I wanted to ask her. Oh Ooh. gosh. When I was listening to her podcast, I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." And you gave kind of a lackluster answer. 
but hers. Wow. <laughs> hers was, uh, <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. Amazing. Pressure's on. You got to beat my. I'm like sweaty, yeah. guys. And like I, the sunshine's I know, coming in. I know some of the answers to these, so I'm expecting some damn good answers. Best places to eat in Coeur d'Alene. Oh, <laughs> the best places. Now, I may love the best places. I mean, like all of Phil Joe's restaurants, every single one. So I don't know who that is. What, so what he is owns it? Syringa. Okay. Bluebird. Okay. Yes, Midtown Bluebird. Yes. One of the. And his White Pine uh, Coffee Place. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. What did and you then call he has. Phil Joe hits his Phil name. Phil Joe. Yeah, okay, yeah. Right. He's, um, and he started the Garnet, but he sold that. Have you ever been Garnet before? Mm-mm. You have to. Is it's that a breakfast best. place? Oh, yes. So good. I've heard of it. They're, they have breakfast spaghetti. They have green eggs and ham. See, was, they Midtown have, Bluebird was on my list. So yes. So It's put, the most, un, so like, you drive up to it, you're like, this is where we're going yeah. for dinner. Mm-hmm. And you walk in. Then they're like, he wants to send the sommelier over? And you're like, what the hell? And the guy that, like, yeah, what? he's like telling you about the wines and yeah. everything. And you're like, oh, this is awesome. Then you have the fried chicken and your life's changed forever. Yes. Or their <laughs> so Brussels good. or they do, like, oh, they do so much good food. And then um, he good. also has the ramen place, too, um, that used to be the old Syringa place. So he has a sushi okay. place and he has all a ramen like place. On that strip. And he's named them all after state flowers, state birds, state. Huh. So if you notice, okay. the white okay. pines are state tree. So, okay. go to. And then you have to go to uh, Moon Time if you've never been to Moon Time. Yeah. yeah. And then Relic. Have you heard of Relic? It's a barbecue place in yes. d- on East Sherman. So, my southern fiance said it is one of the best. Is it down by Moon Time then? Yep. Okay. Kind of kitty corner from it. And he said it's the best, one of the best barbecue places west of the Mississippi. I'll have to try that. So, I gave a lackluster answer to that? Yeah. Yours was like, and, and, I, and I'm biased. It was, yours was a uh, state place. It was Churchill's. I love yeah, state. Churchill's. Yeah. That's every time people come into town to meet with us, they want to go to Church Hill. So I'm like, for the love of God, or Wolf Lodge. That like on our side, Wolf everyone. Wolf Lodge is so overrated. Yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> it is oversalted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say anything on air. So because <laughs> so I'm oh, probably donors to your because everyone knows. Like they're so great, but it, it's like a staple of North Idaho. But I feel like it's everybody's answer. It's like yeah. Wolf Lodge. I'm like, no, but we have so much good food. Like the porch out in Hayden. Like, have oh, you the porch just there on Friday? And so you know the same owners for Moon Town. Yeah, and the elk here. And the elk exactly. and the two seven. Yeah, so like, let's. Like, we have mm-hmm. some like great little some like great locally owned stuff. Mm-hmm. Though I do like the cheesecake from So that churches. that was the one question I answered likeless. He's still lackluster. he's still a little hurt about that. Can you hear I'm that? Still like, he's like lackluster. lackluster. I'm, I'm sorry for liking what I like. <laughs> <laughs> but then he always gives me crap for wanting to go somewhere. He's like, I just want a burger and a beer. I like the dive bars, which you also said on there. And then you said Churchill's. So I, was like, I really like the dive bars, but also let's go to Churchill's like, and put a tie wait, on. Hey. That's I like Coors Light, but I like to drink it in a fancy place. <laughs> you know, the guy likes That's what not he a likes. Bar, buddy. That's he knows not what a he likes, bar. I guess. Actually, Is that how you get women to it? You like Coors Light, but you also like the chill- Churchills. Oh, you're just saying I've got well, no single member. No, um, <laughs> no standards. I'm, I'm like, where are you at? Like, give me one or the other. I don't know. Maybe that's the whole Renaissance man thing. Yeah. You can go. Yeah, I, know, I can, I, I can the, transcend I can all, all, all the places. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I want to tell myself anyway. All right. So this is kind of similar to the questions <laughs> that you ask on your podcast because you're quite fire. Like, yeah, you are. We're not. You, I, I love it. We we're just we just meander and gibber and all the rest of it. But um, oh oh, how I met your mother. But um, everybody needs to drink. Do you remember that episode? Yes, I do. 
I love How I Met Your Mother, by it's the way. Show. It's a great show. <laughs> Something you've learned that has helped you and you think everybody else should learn mm. or at least consider. I think, well, it's probably advice I should have listened to was like investing earlier, like invest, you know, is to like pay attention to that stuff. Amazon like, in 98. Bitcoin, <laughs> like all of this stuff. You Bit- oh God, don't say Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Uh, <laughs> Ethereum. Ethereum. <laughs> <laughs> but I think one of the best things that has helped me is to say yes, is to say yes as much as possible. Um, whether it's like in the nonprofit world where it was like, hey, do you want to help with this? And I was new to the community. You know, I had moved hmm. away. I worked. I lived in Montana for a while. Worked at Boys and Girls Club there. I lived in, you know, uh, Washington for a little while and worked at Boys and Girls Club there. So when I moved back to the community, I was really kind of new to the the Kootenai County community. And so um, one of my bosses said, you know, say yes, get involved with as much stuff as possible, um, find a mentor, really like get into this community and become a part. Exactly. Yeah. Now I can say no to those things. I was going to say. Now you can to switch. Now you can say no, in which you should. Like, if anything, COVID has taught us to step back, take mm-hmm. a deep breath, and you need to take care of yourself. So mm-hmm. it's very important, self-care and not overworking yourself. But if you're new and young and going into, like, a Did community, it. say yes. Say yes to as many opportunities because people – it's not even what you're doing. It's the people you're meeting. And then, as we know, it's not what you know. It's who you know when it comes to a yeah. job opportunity – you know, whatever. I feel like I could ask her like a lot of these questions that I normally want to ask people. They'd be mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god, what's my? I don't know." But the, she yeah. actually says, "Like, what's your biggest fear?" Like, I like or and then next person be like, "What is something that you haven't done yet that you're scared to do?" Like we used to ask this before, mm-hmm. and I feel like you'll have a good answer for it. Like something you haven't done yet that you re- maybe regret not having done yet that you want to do, but like you're scared or you don't know where to get started. Um, starting my own event space. Um, I. It's been a dream of mine, but I'm scared. Like it's the it's the prices. Is it gonna work? Is it not gonna work? But it, every time, like, I want it so bad. Um, but then looking at property prices. I mean, luckily I have a fiance that can like help with the like building a facility. But it's not the time to build. Like we were talking about, steel's gone up two hundred percent since August, and so it's just crazy. So is do I need to look at like a place, or am I making a bad decision and doing it now, or should I wait? Um, it is scary, but um, I also like it, that's all I can think about. And every time I go to a wedding or an event, I'm like, oh, I could do this. This is sounds what I like do. you need to say yes to yourself, mm. or Ooh. partner <laughs> with someone that has a space and doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then I have like, a, there's their, I, I'm not a type A person, but then there's a control piece of me. I'm like, mm, but I want to have all the control too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it hard to do events and have control and be a traveling mm-hmm. man though too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> your, your answer actually, we, we've done a podcast on saying no, yeah. but I love that you said you, you have to graduate to say no. Exactly. And you have to filter it to that because we yeah. talked about that as no, well. Yeah. It's a completely, um, it's a great way to say can, it. You have to graduate to saying no. Mm-hmm. Well, and you eventually define what works, right? And you quantify your ROI, whether you know it or not, on the places that are going to give you the best ROI. And you say no to everything else, yeah. right? Or you're passionate about it. Like, if yeah. you're really, like, I'm really passionate well, about... ROI doesn't have to be money. Exactly. I'm no, passionate about no. police officers because my mom is a police officer. And yeah. so police officers get hurt in the line of duty and they don't have, like, the support. Like, I, I love like actually helping my mom raise money for that foundation. Mm-hmm. And so that's something I'm passionate about that I maybe get nothing from, but I really want to, like, because it's something I love. And maybe nothing tangible. Exactly. But emotionally, you probably get a lot from it. 
And that's how it is. It's like we always say we're giving our time because we're selfless. No, we're all really selfish because it makes us feel good. Yeah. yeah. Right? So I, I don't even have a family member that's a police officer, but love police officers, love supporting police officers. And that's not a political statement. Right. Oh, gosh, no. just cringed. Um, do you do the same as me? Do you encourage people to go for ride-alongs all the time? Oh, I, my gosh. I mean, I tell everybody when they're critical of the police, I'm like, you ever done a ride-along? I can hook that up. Let me make a phone call. I want you to go and see what they do. Yeah, they, um, I have before. Well, it's really cool because always, we always auction off a ride-along for yeah. one of the fundraisers we do, even though a lot of people don't realize they can just do it, <laughs> um, which is getting a little bit harder, I think, now because of everything happening. It is harder to, like, because they mm-hmm. have to pass the background check and pass, mm-hmm. like, they're not crazy. But, yeah, I have told people before, I'm like, you get a whole new respect for someone when you sit in that passenger seat. Oh, I bet. Mm-hmm. I still have not done one, Stephen. What's that? You should, and like I said, I didn't go. But even just the debrief part, so if you do an entire shift, so the way I did it, and you can tell me if this was your experience as well, I showed up, and they brought me in, and I got to sit in on, like, the the roll call. Mm -hmm. They're talking about everything that happened the day before and what they've to look for, and, hey, we've got this going on at the mall today. Like, this is the day that these people normally Mm -hmm. come in. And it's all these different things to watch for, but then they bring in detectives, and it's like, hey, here's here's the update on this and i'm talking like horrible horrible crimes like things that people have done to kids and stuff which is like whoa this is what these guys it's are crazy. actually doing and then you go out before you even get in the car and the, the guy's a buddy of mine that i did it with he's like hey i have to do this just so you know if something happens here's how you unlock the shotgun here's how the radio works like you might have to and you're like oh like, things get real real yeah. quick i mean <laughs> right i mean it gets yeah because they're kind of like no this could i mean i don't you guys know all about greg moore passing away it was kind of the same thing like you know if he could have a ride along some like what have happened if he would have had someone singing in his seat next to him you know what i mean like kind of yeah. those kind of things it's like it gets it can get real real quick and oh, yeah. unfortunately we live in a small community but yeah, wow you guys have had plenty of stuff go down on court gosh right mm-hmm. yeah you ever heard kid yeah. kid cannabis yeah, yeah. So I'm going backwards again. <laughs> you mentioned when you were talking about saying yes to everything. You also mentioned mm-hmm. mentors. Who are your mentors and who did you pick oh, out? Oh, gosh. I have some amazing mentors. Uh, Danny Zabel Wolf. She used to be the Iron Man. Um, I put, brought her onto my board because I love her that much. But she used to be the um, Iron Man volunteer coordinator. So she would travel around the whole world and go and be like, be in charge of the all the volunteers that would yeah hard job it's a job not yeah a she retired yeah. because she was like it was time but she has i asked her i said would you be my mentor and so for years like we would meet once a month once every other month and she would always give me something to work on and or give me like a little book that have all these motivational stuff like she was just cool. she was and i went through some really hard stuff um at one point and she was like kind of like voice of reason more like okay are you done crying let's talk about how we're going to get through this you know what i mean yeah i was like okay (laughs) we good you're done crying yeah but she was like very she's very sweet about it but she was like okay as soon like then she's like okay how can we like what can we control now and so she's one person that i have she's been my mentor for a long time that there's other women in my community that I really look up to. Um, there's like a Sherry Dickinson. She was at the, one of the banks up there. Mm -hmm. Um, Hagman, another phenomenal person that like I kind of reach out to when I need advice. Um, so they both like a bunch of those kind of women I've always looked up to. But Danny has been my like actual mentor since I moved back into Coeur d'Alene in like 2014, 13. Sweet. 
that's a good. You know, one of the things I always admire when people talk about their mentors, and and you just did this. They they highlight the pragmatism. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's always a practicality mm-hmm. to it. It's like, yeah. like, yeah, this sucks. It's always going to suck yeah. if you keep letting it suck. Mm-hmm. What, are we? How are we going to get through it? And I think that's what I've gotten from every mentor I've ever had. Yeah, it's that. It's the pragmatic approach to things. It's like, hey this is how we're going to get through this and you can do this. And they give you the steps. Like they give you the things. They're like, I've done this. Like I've done mm-hmm. it hard. Like why yeah. you don't need to recreate the wheel. To it. Yeah, yeah. They're like, here you go. These are some of the things you need to work on to make this better. Or, Hey, how can you professionally get better? Like they yeah. always were giving, she was always giving me tasks or things. So like, or picking a word for the year and really like diving in and why you're picking that word. What's your word for the year? I did not pick one this year. Um, someone told me I, I think my say, podcast that was on. Yeah, I was on like, his when oh, you were like, crap. That was the same thing. Yeah, I yeah. was like, I didn't pick a word. Um, oopsies. So no, I still haven't. Marriage. Marriage. <laughs> Communication. <laughs> Communication. Probably that would probably be the Communication. Best. But you get okay. any questions for us or for Ben? No, I've got you a final question. A bunch. Oh, go on. Ooh. But okay, managing a nonprofit, traveling in a van, podcasting. Little PR side stuff mm-hmm. going on. Okay, we project out ten years from now. What's happening in ten years with tabs? Ooh, ten years—that's a long time. Well, hopefully, owning my own event space. Um, if I am so. not living in North Idaho, I will be living on an island, probably in Hawaii, um, running events. I mean, this something I have always loved to do but that's like a struggle too is if you love to be in a van and traveling the country it is hard to do both especially on an island on an island but the big island is pretty big it's a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be but yeah I I see myself actually probably pulling away from the nonprofit eventually and able to like maybe give my actually my treasures and my money to the nonprofit (laughs) more than like my time Mm mm-hmm because um, right now it's like my time and talent. Talent treasures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see you living on the Big Island. What are the long-term parking rates for a sprinter van at LAX? <laughs> All right. Yeah, luckily, I have enough monthly, family. Monthly pass. Not luckily, I have enough family that I'll just be like, "Can I park the van on your property for a while?" <laughs> It'd be a fun adventure if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Is there a tingle in the heart for it? Oh yeah, we were we were dreaming last time we were there. We were definitely dreaming. I was like, I could do it, and he's like, Oh, I'm in. So we just kind of were shopping a little bit. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Spendy to live down there as well. Big Island's not as bad as all the other ones. No, like I said. I mean, it depends on where you're at. I mean, you can get a condo for 300 grand. Like it. Yeah, and the prices are going up. It's the same way as here. Like people are moving from Southern California going, oh, I can live in on this island and yeah. still do work and yeah. still make money. And I'm They're in like, Hawaii where it's 80 year-round. Perfect Kona. Yeah, like, wait, oh. wait a second. Wait. wait. <laughs> Same with Coeur d'Alene. People are like, oh, I can live in this cute little cabin yeah. on the lake. That's now a million dollars. I was like, that's not cheap anymore. Like, that's that like, could be a great way to get me to eat less red meat. If I live somewhere that's on the ocean, hey, I would eat fish five well, days. You're moving to Florida, Florida anyways. Fish. Yeah. It's exactly what we did. Sushi, fish, mahi-mahi, swordfish. We went fishing, and there was a guy who's like, oh, we caught four swordfish. Here's some fresh swordfish. And you cut up, and I was like, had a little thing of soy sauce, and we're just like... This is the life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me likey. I love it. Me likey. Yeah. Yeah. Any questions for Ben? Any questions for Ben? You don't have to have questions for me. I don't know why you would, but. Yeah. I was like, I might have to bring. I think I need to bring Ben onto the podcast. Oh. So if he is, so if he doesn't have lackluster <laughs> oh. answers. Oh, yeah, my answers. Any of your answers are lackluster. Wonderful. You're going to hear all about it. So let's schedule that soon. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. All right. And if you're still listening, uh, thank you guys for checking us out. And we need ratings and reviews and all the rest of it. Uh, Tabitha, tell us where hold we can on. find but you. What, on what the were they checking meetings. out? You said checking us out, like there, like, like up and down. Or well, I'm cute. You? I don't know about you. Checking out the podcast. Checking. I'm cute. I don't know about Anyways, you. Anyways, so you have about 17 Instagram pages. Let's I do. Tell everybody about them. And um, so yeah, the best it. thing is probably Instagram. Obviously, my email is Tabitha at nictf.org. So that's just a quick email. But um, my Instagram is at Tabitha Runs. That's my personal one. And then I have at two traveling hippies. If you want to follow the van adventures, yes, I have family that are like, um, can we go on your next trip? Because the photos are really fun and you know, all the cool things we do. Um, and then my keeping tabs, it's just, uh, keeping tabs with tap the podcast. And so you can find that on Instagram. And then I'm on obviously Spotify, iTunes, and then YouTube. So the YouTube channel that has all the videos. That's what we don't have. Yeah. No, no, YouTube. We'll no get there. To see our we keep talking about it. It's great. Everyone, I mean, because people love video. Yeah, we just don't. We like the face to face like this. We like being in the same room as them. So setting but that, it all but we up. Can, and, yeah, if you have a camera, that's what I want to yeah. do next. That's and we've, my plan. we've uh, we've talked about it. I have the cameras to do it. The sound is the issue then because you got to mesh it up, and there's a whole. I do oh, all the yeah. editing as well. So then I've got to like mesh. Uh, I don't know that I'll have an extra. Three, <laughs> Wait, four if you see my it. intro, I had someone do that for me um, oh. because it was the same thing. I needed the video plus like a mic mm-hmm. and like and so uh, my friend Josh Blakely, um, wow Blakely did it for me and uh, he did he killed it. But the same thing. There's yeah. just like. All it's that not that I can't do it. I had a connection it. to someone with media that's sitting right on the other side of the wall with yeah, a camera but and I, mic set up. It's not stuff. that I can't do it, and it's not that I can't do it well. It's that I don't want to put the He looked at you like a mom it. or something. He's like, I know. Well, yeah, I know. But I rolled my eyes. I did. All the way back in my That head. was a big time eye roll. I was like, this Man. is one of those, when you want to stop crying and actually do something about it, then we'll actually have a conversation this about is it. awkward again <laughs> welcome to our podcast <laughs> this is why, this is why I i'm like sweating with, now <laughs> the podcast husband we argue like an old man i know i'm like jeez and i'm that person's in this corner going but we still like each other so like the walls are really white those are some nice white yeah, walls this, is, this is a great place i <laughs> like this really sunlight like comes through the window we need you guys to rate and review us as well. And once you've listened to Tabitha's podcast, you can rate and review her in all the spots as well. We're on all the same places. Um, beautiful thing about RSS feeds is they go everywhere. You don't yeah. need to do a lot of work. So, Ben, anything to say before we go? Nope. All right. Until the next time. <laughs> Be good to yourselves and to each other. Boom. We're clear.